for your word. Amen. Amen. Life is good, huh? Life is good, even when it's hard. You know, Jesus made a statement. He, he said, narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way that leads to life. And that, that it's not just that, that leads to inhaling, exhaling. That word life there is zoe. It's God life. Life as God has it. You, you know, God's, God's life is, is not, uh, it's not a different level of our life. It's a different lifestyle altogether. And, and, and in, in God life, there's more life than death and more hope than sorrow and more, you know, healing than sickness, more provision than lack. And, and, and I, I just want to remind you that that's, you, you want to experience God life. And, and, uh, but it's not always easy. Well, it, and life, you know, you know I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, life with God is not, it's not easy. But could you imagine life without God? I mean, you know, some of the, some of the same stuff that ever because the Bible says, you know, hey, it rains on the on the righteous and on the evil. The sun's rising for both, and 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 uh, you know, everybody's dealing with stuff. I just can't imagine trying to make it through what we have to deal with without God. And you know, sometimes with God, it, it's tough. And the enemy wants you to think when you're under the pressure, when you're under the weight, when you're under the gun, when you're when you're, when you're struggling a little bit. The enemy wants you to think that you're weak or that or, or that you're off track or that you've done something wrong. But the reality is, is that there are moments in life that are just difficult to to make it through. And and but but you, you know, Jesus put it best. He said, "In this world, man, you're going to face some stuff. There's some tribulation. There's some tests. There's some trials. There's some challenges. But be." of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Everybody say good cheer. Good cheer. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can go anywhere in the world and say, isn't God good? And they'll say, all the time. And all the time. And a lot of times people don't even know what the word good means, but they know that God's that. You know, God's good. Well, what's that mean? He's nice. Well, he is nice, but that's not what it means. The word good means something that gives of itself for the betterment of its environment something that gives of itself for the betterment of its environment. That's why God's good. He gives of himself and he improves our environment. But so Jesus said, be of good cheer. How do you know when your joy is a healthy joy? You have the ability to, to share it, to duplicate it, to multiply it. You're, you give that. When you come into the room, you, you, you give cheer. And, and he said, be of good cheer because we've already overcome this tribulation. You already have the victory. You, you, you're, all, you're, already, you're already on top. You, you, you've already humiliated hell. You've already demonstrated Satan's defeat. Just, just keep moving. You know, in the world, there's tribulation, but don't get all beat up because the tribulation. Get fired up because we are overcomers in Christ. Amen? I said we are overcomers in Christ. And you might, you might need to hook up with, with somebody that's got some life and suck some life out of them, you know, j- just to keep going, but just keep going. Don't let yourself shift over to that old way of thinking and, and start you know, thinking like you would think if you didn't have God. See, here's a problem is that a lot of times we end up going through life and we're using the same process of thought that people that don't have God would use. And, and that's a mistake for us because you have, well, I'm free to think anything I want to. Well, not really if you're born again. Because the Bible teaches us how to think and what not to think on. It says, take those thoughts captive and, and then meditate and think on these things. And he's teaching us how to think differently because in order to have the God life result, you can't, you can't be thinking like you would think as if God weren't part of the picture. 
And, and, and there's no need for you to, to struggle and, and, and fight and, and, and get beat up and, and go through that process in the same manner as somebody who doesn't know God. See, because you, you know God, so you know some stuff. And so you got to remember what you know, and, and, and you got to start trying to forget some of the stuff that you've been thinking. And, and, and you got you to you think right. You know, you got to think right. It's not enough to listen. Uh, you, you know what I wish? I wish that you could listen to one message that I would preach and that your life would be radically changed for eternity. I wish it would. In my opinion, that should happen. But it doesn't. It doesn't. You, you know, you, 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 can, you can hook up to a bunch of preachers. You can get all their podcasts. You can sit and you can gather all of that information and you can still be beat up from the street up. You can still, you can still be hurt and wounded and dying. And, 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 th- and, and, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, this, this isn't working. This isn't working, man. Uh, faith doesn't work for me. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't work for me either. I have to work for it. See, and when, when, you're, when you're living by faith, you're on the job. And you're doing what God says to do. And, and, and it's going to take you to a place that, that, that you want to be. I'm, I'm telling you that your final, anytime you're with God, your final outcome is going to be better than your current condition. So, so you are headed someplace, and, and, and uh, faith is going to get you there, but you actually have to work your faith, right? I said you have to work your faith. I, you know, this little pixie dust thing that you got in your mind, that if I wave this, this golden rod, that you know, stuff's going to happen for me, that, that's, not, that's, not, that's not really going to work out well for you. What you have to do is you, is you have to get in there and you have to allow God to literally change the way you think and you have to start applying stuff to your life and, and, and make it happen. You know, uh, uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? We, they had the funeral service here uh, for Pat and it was an amazing service and a great time. And um, this, this lady, her life was amazing and, and uh, she was taken way too early. But uh, uh, everybody as they came, and, and man, they had family members that shared that were, uh, dude, I mean, it was awesome. These people came, and they brought, they brought insight and revelation, and it was an amazing service. And then this guy gets up, and I'm not sure where he's from, you know, the west side someplace, and, and, uh, and, and he started speaking, and, and he was awesome. And, and, uh, but it was, it was kind of cool to me because he was talking about, hey, you know, you've heard all about this lady and heard about her life, and, and really, you know, that the, the result of her life is just the fruit of her character, and, and we know that her character is just, you know, it's just the manifestation of, of, of her habits, see. And, and her habits were developed by the, 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 the actions that she performed on a consistent basis. And, the, and those habits were the result of, of choices that she made to produce these actions. And she had to make those choices. And, and, and he's going to, and I, and I told Shelby, the whole world knows this stuff. This is like bread and butter for me. This is one of the things that I really, I'm really into, that words turn into thoughts and thoughts turn into emotions and emotions are making our choices and choices determine our actions and our actions develop our habits and our habits define our character and our character ties us to an end result. And the whole world knows this stuff. And about 1% of us apply it. Well, there's our problem is that we think we're thinking right when in reality, we're thinking wrong. And, and, and God's trying to help us. Jesus came, and, and he started showing these guys, how, how, do, you, how do you live this life? How, how, how do you live this life? And he started you know, confronting the, the, the way that they thought 
And, and that's really what he wants to do with you and I today. He, you know, he, he, he's thrilled that, that you have decided to follow Jesus, but now he'd like you to like take a step. You know, I, I have decided to follow, but how come I'm getting so far from God? Because he's going places and you ain't. Right? You, you, you're like stuck. No, no, say this with me. I'm going places. Come on, say it again. I'm going places. Look at somebody and tell them, going places. Look the other way. Say, we're going places. Amen? We're going places. And the, I like words. Place, that's an awesome word. That is a position of effectual opportunity. God's going to take you to places, positions of effectual opportunity where the amazing things can happen. And God will step into those moments. And anytime God steps into a moment, it's not just a life-defining moment, but it is a divine moment. And in that moment, anything can happen. And stuff that you've been trying to get done for years, God can get done in a moment. But that moment is at a place. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to get too far off. But check it out. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. God has prepared things, made ready in advance, things for you if you love Him and you're called according to His purpose. He's got stuff prepared for you. And and, and it, but, well, where is it? It's at a place. What is a place? It is a moment, impregnated with purpose. Man, it, 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 anything could happen in those moments. But you got to get there. You got to get there. And, and, and what, what keeps us from being in the right place? You know, from, you can be geographically, we're not talking geographically, you can be, you, you, because you can be in any given situation and it, can, and, and it can work, it can serve to harm you or to better you. It's the same situation. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of like that weight that can throw your back out. It can also make your back stronger. So it's not the weight, but it's how you're going to handle this. And, and see, with God, all things are possible. With God, nothing is impossible. And, and a lot of people have a lot of nothing going on in their life right now. Well, well, how does that happen? Well, without God. Because with God, nothing is impossible. So if you got God, trust me, nothing will not occur. So if nothing is happening in your life, it's because you are without God, because without God, nothing is impossible. Okay? With God, with God, nothing cannot be done. Okay? With God, nothing can be done. You, so the only way to do nothing is to separate yourself from God. So the next time your kid, when you say, what are you doing? He says, nothing. Now you know. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Godless little creature. Okay. <laughs> Jesus was helping his guys learn to think better. And they, they, their, their thinking was all messed up. Kind of like ours which makes me feel better, to know that the guys that were literally on track with Jesus were just as screwed up as we are, and he still walked with them. He's still walking with you. But in, in the book of John, Jesus is walking along. It almost sounds like just out for a walk. I'm telling you, Jesus never went any place, position of effectual opportunity, without a purpose. You might think, there ain't nothing going on. Something. Something's going to happen. Because he's taking you places. He's taking you places. Jesus was going places. He was stepping in to these moments. And, 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 uh, he, and incredible things were going to happen. And Jesus, it says that Jesus saw a blind man. And I, I really think that it, when, when we look at this, I think the reality is, is that I think Jesus saw the blind guy. I don't think the disciples even noticed him. I don't think that they would have even, even 
acknowledged his existence. I think that, that he was almost invisible to them because, you know, they, they were just focused on other things. They were distracted by, by, by the crowd. They were always, you know, weirded out by the crowd and impressed. And, 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 but Jesus saw a man who was blind from birth, okay, from birth. Jesus saw a blind man who, who had been blind from birth, and, and, and the disciples, look, look at verse 2, they, they come up, they, they use this opportunity to, to, to deepen their, uh, you, know, you know, their theological understanding. Rabbi, uh, why was this man born blind? There's, there's a reason for this, and we know what it is. Obviously, it's sin, okay? It's sin, because, and since we've narrowed it down to sin, then uh, was it because of his own sin or his parents' sin? And I got to ask a question. If you're going to be born blind because of your sin, how does that happen? Well, God, and if you say, if you believe this way, you have to say God. You can't just say God, okay? Well, God, in his infinite sovereignty and wisdom, knows the expanse of eternity. And he knows you're a screw-up. So he punishes you ahead of time in case he's busy later. That is a screwed up view of God. And these guys are walking with Jesus. You know what that tells me? That there's people walking with Jesus today with a screwed up mentality of God. Well, if it wasn't his sin, then it's got to be his mama. Because it's not his daddy. I thought a few men would say amen. Bunch of cowards. Okay, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, was it his, is it his parent? What, why is it sin? And again, they think sin is like a, you know, like, like the, 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 the open door for punishment. And they don't realize that Jesus came not, not to bring blame for sin, but to bring deliverance and healing and cleansing from sin. And, and, and it ain't about sin. Look at what Jesus says in verse 3. It's not, it's, can't you just, it's not because of sin. Idiots. This happened so the power of God could be seen. I believe that one up for me. This happened so the power of God could be seen. Here's our, here's our messed up view of God. Oh, so God made that guy blind so he could show off later. No. There are situations that you are going to encounter in life. There's, there's dilemma. There's heartbreak. And, and you look at it and you say, how, God, how, why? But it doesn't make any difference what the situation is. God can be glorified in any of it. He can step into any crazy, out of control, un, unexplainable situation, and he can make it better. And he said, I, you know, and you really got to go study this stuff. But, and, I, and because of time, I, I wish I would break this down, you know, line upon line for you. But let me just tell you something about God. He didn't set you up to fail. And he didn't make you live the life of a loser so that he could show up and be the hero. He loves you no matter where you're at. And, and, and I, I bet he's wishing, I bet he's wishing that these disciples, I bet the blind guy's wishing that these guys, you know, that maybe they would have seen him before Jesus. That maybe, maybe they, you know, because there's a reason he's there. Because, he, you know, he's blind. He ain't deaf. 
And, and, and he's heard that Jesus of Nazareth is coming. And, and, and Jesus is known for, you know, man, he, he's making lame people walk. He's opened some deaf ears. You know, uh, he's raised the, the dead. And, and, you know, he has this one little special thing he's pretty good at. He gives sight to the blind. And I bet the blind guy's hoping that maybe a disciple will see him and say, whoa, you need to get up here in the front of the line and connect with Jesus because Jesus, is he, he can deal with this blind thing for you. But they don't, they don't even see him that way. They just start talking theological questions, and, and they bring up sin. And can you imagine being the blind guy? Not the deaf guy, the blind guy who's thinking that maybe I can connect with Jesus today, but his disciples start talking about, hey, whose fault is it that this guy's so jacked up? Is it sin in his life? And, and, and what's funky about this is not only did the disciples do it, Christians do it today. Because we see somebody in a situation and immediately our mind goes to, well, I wonder what sin opened the door for this nasty thing to occur. What's the sin in your background? What's the sin in your life? Uh, you know, uh, I, bet, I, I, I bet your family's really screwed up. So now not only have we judged you, but we're dissing your family too. And so here's the blind guy. Not only is he invisible to the disciples, not only have they pronounced a judgment upon him, not only have they torn down his family tree, but now they're humiliating him because he can hear them. I'm right here, guys. I'm right here. And Jesus is like, man, you guys, you got to get this. Look, look what he does next. This is crazy. He said, we got to quickly carry out the task assigned by us by the one who sent us. Let me just tell you something. Now, you have an assignment, and God's taking you to a place so that you can fulfill it. And, and, and there's going to come a time when, when opportunity is over, and you got to be quick, and you got to be sharp, but you're going places to do great things for God. Yeah, I said you're going places to do great things for God. I said you're going places to do great things for God. You are going places, and sometimes the places you get led into are not the places you would have chosen, okay? Because you would have never stepped into that mess, but in the middle of that mess, God can be glorified. And you just got to be quick to understand that God's leading me, man. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. I'm going to go where he leads. Where he leads, I'm going to follow. I have decided I'm going to follow Jesus. Then get to the place where you've been sent. And let God be glorified there. Amen? Amen. Well, if we're going to clap, let's clap. Let's do this thing for Jesus. Don't be distracted by your weird mindset and the uncorrect view that you have of God. Oh, God's punishing people. No, he isn't. He's not here to hurt. He's here to help. And, and, and you've been sent. I, I know you, you think you've been sent to, to a platform or to a microphone or to, to a... To, to, no, you've been sent to serve people. You've been sent to help people. You've been sent to elevate people. You've been sent to bring cheer to situations that have been robbed of all joy. You have been sent to bring hope to places that the hope has been sucked out of the room. Those are unpopular, not very pretty places that God's going to take you so that your life can make a great difference. So that's what Jesus is teaching them. And look, 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 look what he does. He said, I, I, I'm the light of the world. Look at verse 6. And then he spit on the ground and made mud. <laughs> Awkward. Okay. There, now, wait a minute. There are moments that Jesus, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's how my mind works. I see Jesus doing stuff and think, that's my Jesus. Healing, yeah, 
Go, Jesus. Raise it. Yes. Bringing hope to the hopeless. Yeah. Spitting on the ground. Not so much. <laughs> See, there's, there's a few things that kind of bother me. And I'm finding out a lot of us are the same. Did you know you have spit in your mouth right now? You have spit in your mouth. And it doesn't bother us until we actually start thinking about it. And I start thinking about the spit in my mouth. And if I think about it too long, it's not a good thing. Okay. And then to spit, you know, in their culture was one of the, it was just not accepted. And, and Jesus starts spitting. I mean, think about this spit. If I spit in your water, would you drink it? Oh, gross. Yeah, purity matters all of a sudden. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I spit in my water, I don't think I'd drink it. Okay? It's not just your spit that bothers me. My spit bothers me. Okay? But could you imagine spitting in a cup and getting a bunch of it, like half a cup of spit? Hey, it's your spit. It's your spit. It's been in your mouth. It's been in your mouth. Didn't bother you there. Why is it bothering your cup? Now, can you see putting your fingers in it? No. And, and you can do some research on your own. If you don't believe me, go right out here. Feel free and get some dirt. It takes a lot of spit to make mud. Okay? It ain't, it ain't, no, it ain't no chick spit. Okay? It's going to take some spit. And this, is, this process is not like, I think it's funny because he said, hey, we got to hurry. And he starts spitting. And he's going to make mud. This is not going to happen real fast. He's, and, and we got a blind guy. He's not deaf. People are talking. What's he doing? What's the master doing? What's the rabbi doing? He's spitting on the ground. Here's the blind guy going, wait a minute, what would you say? He's, he's spitting. Oh, my gosh. He's spitting, 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 spitting. He's got his fingers in it. He's, I don't, what's he doing? I don't know. He's spitting. And, and, and the blind guy is not deaf, and he's not lame. If I'd been a blind guy, I'm out later. Okay? Because I just thought, you know, can, can you imagine how people with no vision, how they feel when they show up at church? And they walk in the door, and all the believers go, wonder what his sin was. Wonder what his sin was. I bet it was his mama. Might have been his daddy. But there's sin, there's sin there. And Jesus has to come into the situation and remind us that there's situations that you are dealing with right now that aren't punishment. But they are opportunities for the miraculous. But before it gets better it might actually get worse. Because he took mud and smeared it on the dude's face. I mean, hello. I just thought you'd heal me. You know, and, and, and he spread mud over the blind man's eyes. Look, look at verse 7. Go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So the man went, washed, came back. He went, he washed, he came back, saying, he went, he washed, he came back, saying, he went, he, where did he find healing? Where he was sent. Where are you going to find healing? The place where you've been sent. See, if you get distracted, if you, if, if you, if you get distracted by, 
by personal ambition, if you get distracted by uh, uh, you know, some weird train of thought, if you get distracted, you won't be in the place you were sent. And no matter what you do, no matter how much you try, you, you won't, you're never clean. You're never clean until you're in the place you were sent. This, this story to me is awesome because he, he, he comes back. Let, let's read. His neighbors and others who knew him said, uh, isn't that the guy that used to sit and beg? And, and look, they said, no, that's not him. Uh, it just looks like him. It just looks like him. Wouldn't it be crazy when people start looking at you going, no, you just, you look like a guy I know. You look like a, no, no. He said, no, I'm the one. I'm the one. It, it was me. It was me. And look what they, they asked. Uh, uh, who healed you? What happened? And, and, and he said, they call a man Jesus. He made mud. Notice he didn't bring up spit. He just left that out. And, and, and uh, Jesus made mud, spread it over my eyes, and told me to go to the pool of Siloam, wash yourself. So I went, I washed, and now I see. I went, I washed, and now I see. I went, I washed, and now I see. And they said, look, look, check it out. And, and they said, uh, where is he now? And, and he goes, don't know, haven't seen him. <laughs> the blind guy who's healed, who never saw Jesus. See, because he's looking for something, but what's going to help him isn't what he's looking for. You know, he, he, he's looking, but no, here, here's the thing. Jesus was, was, was awesome, but let, let me tell you what healed him. It was obedience. It was getting to the place he was sent that positioned him for an effectual opportunity. See, there's a place a position of effectual opportunity that you've been sent to. God has called you, and you got to get there. And all this word, man, all this word that's been deposited into your life, it's, it's amazing. I'm telling you all the time, you can't go through a day without the word. But, if, you know, what does James say? James said, well, yeah, but if, if you have the word, and, and faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So you get the word, you're going to get faith. But faith without works is dead. See, uh, see, see you, you can't just hear it. You can't just hear it. You got to figure out how to apply it. See, you, you, a four-wheel drive vehicle. Hope they're okay back there. A four-wheel drive can get places that a two-wheel drive can't, right? Right? You know why? Because the four-wheel drive has power to all four tires. So if one slips, there's three others that can get traction. See, and a two-wheel drive vehicle, which most of the time is actually only one-wheel drive, because there's only power to one wheel, you know, if you don't believe me, get out in the street and burn rubber, and you'll have one line, one line of rubber, it's because you, you don't have posi track, okay? And, and so what you have to do is, is that you have, to, you have to make sure that that's the wheel that always is getting traction because if it loses traction, there's no way to get traction from the others because they don't have power to them. And, and so if, 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 you get, if you lose traction, that's a word that we call distraction. See, the prefix dis means to be pushed out of. So if you are pushed out of your position of where you had traction, you can't get places that you could get if you had traction to all four tires. You with me? 
So it's easily, it's, 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 easy, it's easy to distract somebody who's built their whole life on the Word, but they don't have any obedience to it. See, they lose traction real fast. And, 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 and we've been studying stuff. Remember I told you, we, we know stuff, but you can't forget what you know. You've got to forget what you've been thinking. And, and, and you got to take what you know, and you got to get that inside you so it'll change the way you think. Because we know some stuff. We know that, that it, we're supposed to consider it all joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into temptations or trials of any kind. And don't lose your joy, see, because joy is one of the power sources in your life. And you might be in a situation right now, and it might be ugly, and it might be hard, and it might be difficult, but you can't lose your joy because that's the place, that, that, that's that position of effectual opportunity where God can step into that moment, and it won't just be life-defining, it'll be divine, and it'll bring vision, and it'll bring hope, and it'll bring healing, and it'll bring life to people who don't have it. And God's led you right to that spot, but you can't step in there without joy. Because without joy, you're going to get distracted by the pain, by the hurt, by the suffering, by, by, by the devastation. You can't, get dist- can't lose your traction. you got to have that joy. Consider it joy, pure joy, whenever you fall into the trial and test of any kind because you know that the testing of your faith. See, faith is, faith is one of your power sources. So you got to have that faith, man. you got to have faith. But faith isn't just believing regardless of the circumstance. It is obeying regardless of the consequence. Faith, faith is, is, is put into action that which you have. See, faith, faith, it makes the difference between, between being effective and being ineffective because, not, not because, well, yeah, I'm standing on faith and God's going to do some stuff. No, if you're living by faith, you're going to do some stuff. And you're not going to limit the stuff you do to your ability. If, you're, if your dream right now, if your purpose is not bigger than you are, man, man, if you're not, if you're not on, you know, on a collision course with something that you have no way you could handle, you ain't living by faith. But you can't lose your joy. You can't lose your faith. You, you got to have that faith power because we know that the testing of our faith produces patience or endurance or perseverance. Patience, not, not, not a long time, but the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time. See, that's one of the strengths. That's one of your power sources. See, a lot of us, we get distracted because, because you know what? We don't like this patience thing. We, 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 okay, remember what Jesus said? We got to hurry. I'd like this thing to speed up. And I'm going to tell you something. That we, he just said that, and then, then, he, then he got down and started making mud. And it wasn't quick. Some stuff, some stuff takes some spit. Knowing this, that the testing of your faith is going to produce perseverance, and perseverance, when it has finished its work, is going to cause you to be complete, mature, and you're not going to be lacking anything. But if any man lacks wisdom, see, there's that, other, there's that fourth PowerPoint. If any man lacks wisdom, he can ask of God, who giveth to all people. He, he just gives it. He doesn't hold back. And he's generous. See, a lot of us, a lot of us we want to build a life on wisdom. We, 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 want, we want wisdom, see, and, and I'm going to gather a lot of wisdom. So I'm going to listen to a lot of messages, and I'm going to burn a lot of CDs, I'm going to have podcasts in the car all the time. But without the faith to apply that wisdom, you're still in bondage. Because John 8, he said, uh, hey, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. See, the truth, the truth is, the truth is the truth. See, here's how our minds think. Our minds think, well, yeah, but it's a fact that I don't feel good. Okay, that's a fact. I don't feel good. You know, how are you feeling? 
well, okay. Well, why, why just okay? Because I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling, you know, I'm, well, are you better? Yes, I'm better. But I'm, I'm not as good as I want to be. Well, well, wait, 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 just a minute. I just want to challenge the way you think. Why would you say that? Well, because it's a fact. Well, you do know that facts change constantly. Check out your, you know, go online, open up your bank account, look at your current balance. It's a fact. That's how much you have. Wait a minute. And that fact will change. But the truth never changes. See, and the truth is, is that the words determine your thoughts, and your thoughts determine your feelings. So you want to feel better? You got to think better. You're going to think better? Then you got to have a better word. I'm not talking about positive confession. I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about applying the truth that you believe. I'm talking about applying the truth that you believe. See, you tell yourself, I believe that God's word is vital to my life and that with God's word in my life every day, I will grow. But if you're not in God's word every day, you don't actually believe that. You've deceived yourself into thinking that you believe that. Why? Because your thinking's so screwed up. That's what James said. He said, you know, don't deceive yourself by saying that you believe this, but you don't actually work it because faith without works is dead. And, and he that, that has faith is, 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 is deceiving himself. And he's like looking at a mirror, seeing who he is. And then he walks away. And what does he do? He forgets. See, he forgets what he knows instead of forgetting what he's been thinking. And, and see, see, the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge, of the knowledge is the wisdom being applied to your life. So you can have all kinds of wisdom, but if you don't apply it, you don't have knowledge, and it's the knowledge of the truth that'll make you free. It's not the truth in the car that'll give you traction. It's, it's applying the wisdom and making it. See, here, here's the deal. You're, you're headed someplace. A position of effectual opportunity. And, 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 and I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but this thing, you don't understand I've been judged. I, I've been condemned. And on top of that, I've even been humiliated. And I'm going through life, and, 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 and I can't see where I'm going, and I got mud on my face, and I got people talking about me behind my back, and I, get, and, and I can't seem to get it all together. When I get it together, then I'm going to go someplace. No, see, as you go, you don't get it together. He brings it together. And, and, and so as, as you're going in obedience to the place that he sent you, he brings it together. And it don't make any difference if you got mud on your face or, or, or you got some weird background. I mean, some of you guys, some of you came from, a, from like a functional family. And we're happy for you. But the rest of us, you know, we came from families that had tweaks and that had bends. And that, I mean, good Lord, you should meet Shelby's family. They're like almost perfect. But those excuses, see, that, that's that thinking that's killing you. That's that thinking that's got you distracted. You've lost your traction because of your, you're thinking about where you're at instead of heading to where you're sent. We're going places. Hey, I am not where I'm going, but I'm not where I was either. And I can't let anything distract me from making it to the place I've been sent. The place you're sent is right in the middle of all that pain. 
being a servant. The place you're sent is right in the middle of all that chaos, having some peace. See, the fact is that we have more life than death, so we don't isolate from death. We walk towards it. We have more joy than sorrow, so we don't stay out of sorrow. No, we walk right into it, and we have good cheer. We bring joy. We don't stay out of the chaos. We bring peace to the chaos. Why? Because we've been sent. And when you begin to walk this, let me tell you what's going to happen. Suddenly, you're going to be able to see things you couldn't see before because your vision is going to be healed. And when you can see things you couldn't see before, you can go places you couldn't get before, and you can reach stuff you couldn't touch before, and you can accomplish things that were impossible before. Because you're walking like you're sent. You're not trying to get it all together. Letting him bring it all together. Final thought. You won't ever get it all together. You will not get it all together. You do not have the ability to respond to a lot of the chaos that's going on in the world and in your world. You do not have the ability to respond. Respond ability. Response ability. Don't carry responsibility that is not yours. You have one responsibility. Be where you were sent. You're going places. Don't be distracted by where you're at. Get to where you're sent. Amen? I, 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 want you, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute. I just want to pray for everybody real quick. God, I thank you. There are people in this room who know, recognize, grasp the reality that they're like a glove that you're going to slip your hand into. And you're going to take them right into the middle of chaos so they can drop off peace. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to use them in, in, in situations that seem to be enveloped with death, but they're going to be bringing life. God, we are people who are called by your name, and we want to live sent, regardless of what we look like, regardless of, uh, 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 of the rumors that have been spoken about us and against us, regardless of, the, uh, uh, of people's opinions and, and all of that. God, we, we, we don't even care that if it gets worse before it gets better. We want to be used by you. So we're going places that we've been sent. And some of us in this room today, while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, some of us in this room today, you, you know what? This is your day to say, okay, I'm making a decision. I'm going to surrender my life to God. I'm going to allow God to work in me in a way that he can change me. So I'm going to, I'm going to make this prayer, and we're all going to pray a prayer together, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm getting real with God right now. I'm not going to let the sin that's in my life be the reason to stay away from the guy who can cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I'm not going to let the mistakes of my past stand between me and the future that God has prepared.